That thing is fucking weird. I died again. Well, that's good, because we're about to start a podcast. The Jeff Died Podcast. No. We'll do that when you're actually dead. Not, not the Wendigos again. <laughs> yes, the Wendigos again. Let's get got the goddamn Wendigos. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Rabbit Hole Podcast. I'm Zach. Ah. That's Jeff. <coughs> and this podcast is also available on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Staying inside so to avoid the coronavirus? Fucking give it a listen. Yeah, or it out. get on YouTube and watch it. Fuck it. Yeah. Nothing happens. Figured it's it's a, just an image. <laughs> yeah. 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 A waste of pixels. Yeah. And it takes so long for those to export as well. That's what I said. They take a long time to export. That's what I said. Yeah. It's like. This is going to take 45 minutes to export. It's just one image. Figure it out. Figure it out. But I am That's putting I out said. I said figure it out. Yep. Got you. And I copied you. 10-4. So. So funny that you don't watch Letterkenny. Because I get you into Letterkenny bits and you don't know what's going on. I just figure you're being dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's a, that's a constant state. That's my superposition. Fucking stupid. Wow, superposition? Yeah. Talking about quantum mechanics here, bro? Yeah, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking quantum physics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Microphysics, particle waves physics, boys. Talking physics, boys. Bazinga. Let's talk about the past. December 17th, 1941. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the future <laughs> from that. December 17th, 2020. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that yet. Everybody's dead. <laughs> ah, shit. No, everyone's alive. Dang just, old Wuhan got everyone. They're just working from home. They're alive. Avoiding people. Dude. I, it's just how God intended. I can come see you because you're young and we're going we're gonna to beat this thing if we get it or not. But I can't go see my parents. Fucking autoimmune compromised pieces of shit. Yeah, I was thinking similarly whenever I was looking at the uh, the damage done to different ages and stuff. You leave those folks fucking alone. Yeah, basically, like, my mom is in that age range of where it just jumps up a little bit. Is she 60? No. Oh. But it was, like, 50 to 59 goes up from, like, 0.8% to, like, 1.6 or some shit. And then beyond that, once you get to 60, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> you're 80 years old, it's like, there's an 80% chance you're gonna fucking die if you get this. There's a guy at my job who's really strong. This, he's not the first person to come in to do adjusting with us that doesn't know how to use a computer. Because you, you used to be able to do insurance shit without a computer. Yeah. And he needs so much help all the time. And I just think he's, he's going to get fired. But now I think he's going to get coroned first. He's, <laughs> <laughs> this problem might solve itself. Because old people are going to take a fucking hit. I've had similar... Uh, similar thoughts where I work because I do work with like a shit ton of old people and the computer thing's really funny because like people <laughs> not know how to like double click on certain things it's like you've worked here for 30 years and you still know double clicking makes this shit work that's funny to me you're gonna have a whole lot of promotion opportunity cause they're all gonna die I mean I already got that <laughs> you're gonna die but yeah it's like a lot of old people and I'm just like well at least if I get the coronavirus I'll be alright but I definitely 
the the big thing is like the fucking 12 to 14 day bullshit of like you don't even know you're sick but you're giving it to everyone i'm like i really don't want to go to work and end up killing everybody on the floor <laughs> like that's a bad time my mom bought masks yeah not surgical masks the good mask special particle yeah the n95 okay she bought like six of them in pink because maria osmond told her to so I started a... You, you got off of Facebook, so you're probably not hip to this new trend. They're called tagging groups. And you just make a group where the title is something ridiculous. Like, you, there's simple ones like, okay, boomers. But they also get really specific. Like, another person made a Grey's Anatomy reference. We should kill them. And you tag that group. And you just post that as a comment. <laughs> oh, so it's like Reddit. Yeah, so I just made a group for moms that took advice from Marie Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's funny. I tagged, I tagged my own group and replied to her. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, it's a great passive-aggressive thing. Tagging groups are great. Yeah, the big thing is people need to stop listening to people like Marie Osmond and only listen to the CDC directly. <laughs> yeah. Because everything else is bullshit. Well, Sanjay Gupta said if you had to wear a mask, that would be the only one that would be effective. He didn't say go buy it. Yeah. Most people are saying stop buying medical supplies yeah the doctors will run out which you know the, the whole toilet paper thing what are they doing <laughs> it's like why I, I get they're scared to run out but also the shortage has kind of just created itself i don't know what meme lord fucking yeah. told someone to do that but it's sudden, exactly the thing like where it's like there's a prophecy that this is gonna happen and then it's like oh i found out this prophecy and that's why the prophecy happens exactly that yeah we're gonna, we're gonna run, run out of toilet paper oh shit go get all the toilet paper <laughs> fuck we're out of toilet paper they were right <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> it's like hey man we all got showers you we, know we really worst might. comes to worst <laughs> i didn't jump on the hype so i might actually run out of toilet paper i luckily don't go through a bunch of toilet paper um and we have quite I a bit here either. already so i should be good probably for the next month yeah i've got a very large case of toilet paper at my house and i really only shit at work at john's house i only shit here that's the best way to be but i also use uh, i also use dude wipes i keep seeing those and i just want to punch you when i fucking see that why why is it dude wipes What's... i don't know i didn't name it are they made of brushed metal? Like, yes. Fucking truck tires. <laughs> <laughs> they got truck tires no. on the logo? What's going on? Aaron actually picked these ones up, but I originally did, and it was because they're, number one, they're flushable. They're fragrance-free, which I need. You know, wait. And they're also wouldn't, uh, wouldn't fragrance better be for better? the... Do what? Wouldn't fragrancing be better if you're putting that on your bum? I mean, possibly, but I, I, don't, I don't like... I don't like fragrances like yeah. much at all. Think they could tint a fart? They're very, they're very specific. There's only very specific smells that I can deal with. Other shit just gives me a headache. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, and it's good for the environment. How it's made and shit. It's recyclable. That's why I picked these ones out. I guess if you're Bruh. putting your butt on people's faces, you would want fragrancing. Yeah, no. You want that ass smell. <laughs> Wild pheromones. Yes, that's natural. That's what that is. Uh, feeling some some fucking fart glossamines. Fucking smell that. Get that in your nostrils. Marking you with my scent. 
Gross. You disgust him. <laughs> Anyways, we're here to talk about <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> Not the coronavirus. Really? I feel like we'll get there again. Yeah, we already did. Like, it's already written on the last week's podcast, and now it's on the list for this one. So we almost have enough podcasts to cover the gestation period. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in one of the last podcasts, too. No way. Yeah, way. It's been a thing for a while. Has it? Yeah. It hasn't been this serious, though. No, it hasn't been here. I think we just kind of mentioned it in past. We're on it again! Ah, Because I was just about to bring up the Thunder players catching it. I mean, you know, people that travel. Yeah, it kind of pisses me off because I'm like, I'm going on vacation this year. Nope. (laughs) Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Oklahoma seems to be the place where there's the least amount of people who actually have it at this point. Oh, someone's coming from Mississippi because they shut down the, uh, the, they shut down all the colleges out there. So, and it's in Mississippi. He's going to bring it back with him. Yeah. I mean, it's in Texas. Shit. It's in Kansas. Yeah, it's we're like, gonna get hit. Yeah, we're, it's just been moving in. Heartland. Yeah. Heart of the Heartland. Yeah. Interesting place to start a film community. I think there's already been a couple cases, actually, but... Yes, there have. The film community. Yeah. Yeah, there was that... that uh, my mom sent me some fucking thing about some lady that was an actor or whatever. Let's just do a Corona some stuff. Nah, because it'll just be a bunch of false information or shit that we're not. We 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 should not be the people to tell you what's up about the coronavirus. I'm, you, I'm just saying, <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> well, we're all going to talk about Megan Mullally. You know, I think back in the day. I think back to whenever we would play Pandemic, and now <laughs> I bring it. I forgot. <laughs> Uh, just watching that shit outbreak and you're like now I'm getting stressed and now it's just like it's even more stressful <laughs> fix this it's really happening fuck someone get the south out yeah uh, but no not Megan Mullally it was some other girl she from Texas or from Oklahoma she's from here and she's coming back to here and apparently trying to kick up the film industry or some shit oh I saw that I saw that article I think I shared it I know my mom sent it to me what does she mean kick up the film? I think what she means is somebody put me in an independent film so I can leave television. Maybe. Because kicking up the film community, we're already getting a new school. We're getting a new film school. that's uh, taking over the Traub Elementary School, I think. But they're going to have like uh, grip programs and shit like that so we can build a, build a properly educated film community. Because that's one of the hard things to do out here is find people who know how to use a fucking C-stand even though we have two film schools. Like, yeah. Ridiculous. OCCC, great, great school. OU, doesn't seem so great. Just, yeah. Yeah, I just hope that they don't, like... I hope they teach shit the, the, the gorilla way, the indie way instead of like and here's how it would be done if you were in Hollywood and you were a SAG member or what the fuck ever well we need people who know how to make sets and get locations yeah like that stuff's good oh god but I'm I'm referring to the the bullshit of like and I just get a fucking forward huh I'm talking about the stuff where it's like, and the director isn't supposed to touch the camera. We need to get the facts straight. How does this virus work? How does it work? 
bullshit to me. It's my mom. Please share with family and friends. Praise hands. Cross. Dove. Bible. Hearts. <laughs> you gotta get blocked. <laughs> uh, I love telling mom she's gonna get blocked <laughs> because she never will. Um, send me five minute bullshit from Doctor Lynn. Let me spread more bullshit about the coronavirus. We're back on it. Fucking shit, mom. Get out I of know. here. Whenever, whenever I heard you started playing that and I heard it, I was like, oh, we're back. Stupid here interlopers. So we'll just title this The Coronavirus versus the Film Industry. Now my mom's like, what? It's informative. Is it? The coronavirus is a thing. That's as informative as that got. But anyways, um, I hope they teach stuff that is useful here and not stuff that is like oh, you're a union member or whatever. So that way, like, directors aren't allowed to touch the camera. People, there's like five different jobs for working a camera, and you should only do this and this, and it's, you know, yeah. we don't need any of that shit. Because we already dealt with some of that stuff where they were trying to sit here and be like, okay, so you're the cameraman and you're the director, and it's going to be blah, blah. No, fuck off. This is an indie movie. Wait. People do the jobs that, that need to be done. Who did that? That was back on... What was that fucking thing called? With B-Bads. Epilog. <laughs> there you go. Huh, so that's the that's something that happens a lot on independent film sets when people want to have a fight but they don't want to just like say what they want to say. They're just like, that's your job as this thing or this thing would be this person's job. And they're just talking out of their ass. There's no real group positions. Yeah. If you're a cinematographer and you want to run domain on the camera... Like, that's your fucking right. You, you could tell the director to eat a biscuit, but, uh, you know, sometimes the director, I want a fucking camera. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. As long as they're teaching these people, like, here's how you do the shit that needs to be done versus here are the positions that other people will do and you just focus on <laughs> pulling focus. <laughs> or yeah. you just focus on holding the lenses while this other person does shit. Yeah, we always. I want to be the lens holding guy. We see film school kids come out and they're like always covering the sensor when we pop a lens off or something, or they're they're just doing, like first of all, film schools are only meant to train you to be a production assistant. They're not. There's no film school in the world that's going to teach you to be a director. Maybe like four, like maybe four of them. This is nonsense. Yeah. It, I it's mean, small. as a director, you have to just you have to be a certain kind of fucking person to be a good director. <laughs> Yeah, or hire competent people that can cover your ass. Yeah, it's not even, it's not so much of a thing that you can, like, you can learn better ways of doing stuff, obviously, but, like, you gotta be really communicative and very, like, decisive. Yeah. <laughs> like, those are very important things in a director, and those are the things that are more, like, personality based like there are things you can learn over time but you know some people just got it easier <laughs> that's why I came to the conclusion that like I would not be the best director like coming in with a vision is one thing that's super important obviously which I feel like I can do that part 
but the communicating properly to people because I have a real problem with um, what's the fucking word contention confrontation that kind of shit I'm bad at that and I'm also really indecisive <laughs> yeah those are really bad qualities yeah people who are bad at conflict also feel like they don't have your back sometimes yeah like they're not going to stick up for you which I get Gotta be able to tell some people to fuck off sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, the confrontations that happen on set, like getting people into the same position mentally and like keeping everyone on the same goal, that can be difficult, especially if other people are really bringing in their own visions. Because, like, yeah. this is not your show, bud. <laughs> it's my show, and we're having a disagreement and kind of running. Kind of running the end zone on that one. You're just gonna have to. You're just gonna have to put it in your pants and fucking walk away. Yeah. That's why I always liked the whole, like, you wrote it, you're directing it. Oh, yeah. How we did it, because it was like, this person wrote it a specific way. They want it to look a certain way. They know what they wanted out of this, and everybody else needs to just listen, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, throw in some input if you have an idea, but don't be a fucking baby if they're like, mm, nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened a lot at Sanitarium. Sanitarium was kind of a train wreck. Yeah. I always tried to keep it, because once again, I don't like confrontation. <laughs> I always tried to keep it like, this person wrote it, they're directing it, I'll just do what they say kind of situation. But there was always, number one, Aaron was always an issue. Oh, yeah. With me specifically. <laughs> he was bad. Because, like, you know, we're brothers, so he didn't want to, like, listen to what I had to say, I guess. And uh, then there was also uh, Glenn. There was, there was the ego problem that everybody had really <laughs> yeah me and Glenn were kind of childish yeah and I would get at Glenn every once in a while as well um but he tried to pull shit so much at that point he, yeah that's something I didn't really pick up on until looking back he was always kind of trying to pull some kind of shit yeah. and that's cause he was also not forward with his ideas and he would also take rejection or failure really really poorly and personally yeah. And then he would be very passive-aggressive. And it was just hard to, like, it would be hard to get him on board to do shit. Because, like, if he was upset for some reason, he'd just stop working. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And that was kind of the... <laughs> the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe we should uh, rewind. Let's start before Sanitarium. Dude, I saw Ricky. Oh, really? Rising Hoover. Man's working out in Chickasha at the, uh, the, auto, uh, the O'Reilly's out there. Oh, weird. Yeah. He also doesn't talk to Glenn and Becky no more. Huh? Just kind of fell apart. Just kind of fell away. Yeah. Like, they they moved. They moved? Where are they at now? Um, I'm pretty sure they bought a house. I saw it um, at one point. Did you go over and bring them biscuits? <laughs> no, we were dropping them off after uh, going and doing some casino stuff. Um, like a few months ago. Um, but yeah, they moved. Glenn I guess he just works a lot. No, not really. Oh. There was just a thing. I don't remember exactly what it was. Trying to get players club cards, I guess. I don't know. Or some of them went bad. Some shit. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, but yeah. So let's let's rewind back to before all that. What was 
like what made you want to get into the film shit in general well when I was 17 uh, YouTube was kind of a popping a little bit and Aaron wanted what to be year a was YouTuber that? 2009 2010 okay yeah I was I was living here I just moved here I'd always loved writing and uh, making shit with my hands but yeah Aaron Bud wanted to be uh, a YouTuber because there were so many popular YouTubers at the time and he wanted to do sketches and we, we, we would put the car the camera on the dashboard and do car cam and just like every day at lunch we would do like a 20 minute podcast while we were going we didn't we weren't calling it podcast back then but just bullshitting and being ridiculous and silly and then on the weekends we would shoot sketches for our YouTube channel Tornado Assassin is that uh, still around? <laughs> you can find Tornado Assassin on the Wayback Machine um, yeah <laughs> I don't know about all that <laughs> you gotta go to internetarchive.org uh, but the old version of YouTube is still there yeah Tornado Assassin's still there um, car cam episodes where I'm talking about how hot my teachers are are still there <laughs> me without a beard or long hair is still there <laughs> Uh, so tornado assassin. Yeah, it was great. Uh, oh, it's so cringy and embarrassing because I did I did all the acting um, and almost no camera work. But yeah, I'd also done a lot of art stuff in school, and I was going to land on either wanting to get into acting to break out of my crippling stage fright, or going into music. And you can't really go to music your last two years of school. So school was having uh, their own little film program, and I was like, I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to put myself in front of the camera, and if I can't, I'm just going to be the biggest boss in the room and learn to direct and focus on my writing. And that's what, what wound up happening, was learning to direct and edit in high school. And then after high school, I tried to get into film school, and uh, wandering the college, I found the flyer for Sanitary Pictures, and that's how I met you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a flyer. It sure fucking was. It's so weird to think of. Like, how I became friends with you is weird. How I became friends with John is weird. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's just adulthood. Yeah, it's hard to meet people, dude. We're not going to mixers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I fell in love with problem solving and writing, and I wanted to do that, dude. Write and direct, and I loved learning technical shit. There was a whole lot of new new technical shit to learn. Learning how to edit, learning what cinematography really meant. Just, all this shit was fucking fun. And I got better at it. Yeah, that's that's why I do it. What got you into this shit? How'd you start? Oof! I don't know how to work the wayback machine. Gotcha. Um. Well, it was early. It was early on. I don't even know where to where to start. <laughs> um, I think it first kind of started back when I was like a wee child, like nine. Um, and essentially, like me and my friend Daniel at the time would build all these like elaborate like worlds essentially out of clay and like Legos and things like that and then I would always be kind of directing what was happening like as we were like playing like oh this 
person's going to do this and this person's going to do this and blah 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 and that was kind of my introduction into like storytelling in a free form kind of situation and then beyond that I started writing quite a bit when I was in like seventh grade which I I don't know I'm just kind of a big fan of storytelling in general so that was kind of the start of that and then when I was in eighth grade I met Glenn what school was y'all's at? Weston Heights um I met Glenn and he read part of this thing that I wrote in seventh grade called Evil Circus, which is still a thing that's dancing around <laughs> in, in some form that's going to hopefully be a book one day. Um, and he actually helped add a bunch of characters to that situation and expanded the story a lot. Do you want any, uh, any writing credits? Um, I would definitely put some form of writing credit there but like it's changed so much since then that it wouldn't be like like I would credit him with the creation of a character or two essentially at that point but it's changed so much by now that it wouldn't it's not even close to what it was um but yeah and also in 7th grade my mom had a video camera and I used to make a lot of stop motion shit with that. And just like dumb stuff with my brothers. So that was another big thing. Not to mention that was also around the time that I started watching Kevin Smith's movies. <laughs> In the eighth grade? Got started that late. I mean, I saw Jane Silent Bob Strike Back when I was 10 at a friend's house. But I just thought it was a funny movie. I didn't think anything of it. But it was like. 13, 14 was the point where I got like super into like Dogma was a big one. And then just watching behind the scenes stuff for like every movie that I could because at the time DVDs were just super dope. And they would be like, and here's a complete separate disc of just hours of extra stuff. And I would watch all that stuff and got super into it. And I was just like, dude, I could do this. This would be awesome. Just telling stories and just basically creating all these crazy things so that was kind of that time period not to mention my stepdad also was was a big part of that because we would go watch movies with them a lot like that was the thing that we would do we'd always go to the dollar theater and so it really got me into movies in general I guess so that's kind of where all the inspiration came from and then looking for this thing. It's just distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So the Wayback Machine is too hard. Yeah. I think it might have actually gotten taken down, taken down. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so there's kind of a lot to that. And then I got a video camera in high school. Filmed lots of shorts with uh, a bunch of my friends which was pretty interesting. One was called The Unknowing Serial Killer. Let's do that, because this is starting to sound like telling yourself about the class. And let's just, what was your first film about? It was about, it's actually a thing that's going to be turned into, it's part of Evil Circus at this point now. 
But we started shooting this thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> Wanna put your drive to work in there? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was a story that, this podcast in it. that we came up with. Um, and it was really weird. It was basically about a guy that kills people in his sleep. Or he thinks he does, because he, you find out that he actually doesn't. So it's just basically about a guy trying to hide bodies constantly that he keeps finding, and then assumes that he's the one that killed them, because they're all kind of connected to him. And then you find out later that it was actually this fucking dude that was framing him. It's pretty. It was interesting, but we actually had to switch actors halfway through, and I'm like, we've been working on this for like months, and there's no editing in this. This is, we shoot it in order of everything that needs to happen because it's on tapes <laughs> and we've been shooting it for months and I'm not starting over so there was just like just a shooting of a, a black screen basically and I'm just like we changed the main actor so, so don't worry about it and then it's just like a different dude for the rest of the way we never actually finished it and I think I still have the tapes um, I just need to digitize them because that would be fun you never cut tape to tape? Two nope. VCRs? No, I didn't have two VCRs. I think I'm some kind of rich person. <laughs> Jesus. You can get two VCRs now for sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so that was kind of the big... Why did it take months? It sounds like a weekend. Uh, because people had lives. The reason why we fucking cut that, why we got a different actor halfway through is because that dude... Um, wasn't able to shoot very much because he was always with his girlfriend. Fuck that. Yep. That's why we were just like, nah, fuck it. You can go go be with Desiree then. Fuck well, you. He was getting laid pretty young, so he had he, he was. I busy. mean, he probably was. He was really busy. That's yeah. important. I mean, I would have done the same. Yeah, for sure. But you know, we shot a bunch of stuff like that, and then in high school, I was the dude that fucking walked around with a camera all the time, filmed just dumb bullshit. You seem like a type of person... Which is all over my old-ass YouTube channel that's still up because I don't have the password for it. That's amazing. Hoinky the Emo Pink Pony. It's a bunch of shit from 2008 and 2009. Just random bullshit of us fucking on Halloween sitting outside Little Caesars just eating pizzas before going to see Zack and Mary make a porno. (laughs) Uh, Dressed like clowns and shit. Well, you seem like exactly the type of person who would put your interest into the way that you walk around the world, like carrying a camera through high school, like a fucking weirdo. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get in so much trouble for I filmed now. so many people doing different shit. It was fun. I was also the dude that, like, sold people shit, though. I was really active in high school. I did so much shit. What did you sell? Going around filming people and then started a nice little business where I was making quite a bit of money, me and a couple of my friends. Um, I would go to the store and get like a 12 pack of Mountain Dew and like a couple boxes of Pop-Tarts and I would sell them to people at school. Oh, people do that now. Yeah. And it was super fun. You know, get there, fucking first hour, people are high out of their minds and they just want Mountain Dew and Pop-Tarts. <laughs> That's a good plan. Yeah, made a lot of money every day. And then I'd go buy more and then started expanding the situation to more and more people. Get a kiosk. <laughs> we're, we're getting to that point. But, yeah. Ended up just being like, ugh, this is too much to manage, guys. Ugh, I'm good. Y'all gotta carry fucking duffel bags. Yeah. Gotta bribe people to shut up. Yeah, pretty much. But that was fun. But, yeah. So, I've been filming shit a lot. Done a lot of 
stop motion stuff, which is, you know, something that I still want to do. I want to, like, actually build, like, a fucking stop motion set. And yeah, do some of that stuff. Yeah, I feel like this table is probably too small, though. It would be, like, a big fucking situation. <laughs> just get two of them, put them together. Yeah. I just think that would be super cool to do. Um, but, yeah, so then I was, like, 20, I think, whenever Glenn popped back up into my life. And was like, I'm doing this thing. I'm making videos and stuff. And he had like one or two. And I was like, neat. I want to do that. Because my girlfriend's always busy. So I don't got anything else going on. <laughs> so let's make some fucking shorts and stuff. And then Sanitarium Pictures kind of formed at that point. And we hadn't really done a whole lot. Um... We started just kind of looking for people because we had Aaron and Chris, and Chris was really like Chris, <laughs> Un- yeah. kind of unreliable, kind of just around. What are you doing? I'm the webmaster. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you mean you're the guy that is at work all the time and then just is here also? <laughs> don't act. You don't have any skills, and you kind of just fucking complain all the time. <laughs> Webmaster. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. It, it would have been cool if he would have managed our social media or something. I wouldn't trust him with it. But <laughs> yeah. We could still use a social media person. Sure. Um, I don't really... I would want to hire somebody slightly younger at this point. Oh, yeah. Let's get a millennial in here. <laughs> Let's get a fucking Zoomer in here. At this point. Hey, why are y'all calling them Zoomers? Somebody commented that on my fucked Facebook post the other day. Uh, I was at the gas station buying gas again with cash uh, because I lived the overdraft life. And this, I, I, I had put on my post, this beta with a Gen Z name looks so disgusted to take my money. Fucking wear a glove. Find a better career through DeVry. Figure it out. <laughs> And then someone commented, fucking Zoomers. And I was like, that's the thing we do? <laughs> yeah, bro. Zoomers? It's a simplified version of Boomers. Gen Z. Oh. They're not millennials. They're 97 and forward. What a trash year to be born. 97. Yeah, my brother was born in 96. <laughs> He's too old. He's in 90s, believe me. Sure, I guess. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I was four whenever the 90s ended. I don't think that counts. You're still watching Blues Clues and Dora. The 90s baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then that started, and then we decided we needed more people, and so we made flyers. We went to the, the library and made a bunch of copies, and then we went up to OCCC, and I think that was kind of the only fucking place we went. I think Glenn might have put up a flyer to it work. But I think OCCC was really the only place that we went. And I still have some of those flyers. So, yeah. I mean, it's a great campus. they got a great film school up there. Yeah. Even though they were like, don't put stuff on the board unless you have permission. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. Dumb tech. <laughs> we're punk rock. Tape. <laughs> and then we found you. Was I the only person who responded to the flyers? As far as I know, yeah. Fucking gangster. Or sad. Who knows? Yeah, I showed up kind of for a regular interview because it seemed like you guys might be semi-serious. 
and then it, like the location. I mean, we were, but not in any kind of professional way. The location kept changing, and I was between jobs. <laughs> and at this point, I was homeless. Yeah, we used to make jokes about that, me and my ex. Anytime we'd like clean out a car scene, we'd be like, you can rent this room to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was a choice. I was making money. That's so funny. Just to think that we had a friend who was living in his car so we kept making fun of him. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking dark. You're hilarious. <laughs> we were making fun of you. It was yeah. you, Zach. <laughs> uh, I mean, my, my thing was uh, I didn't have a job on paperwork. Right. So I... Didn't even really try to find an apartment or anything. I just stayed with Glenn and Chris, essentially, for most of that. Except for the weird days when Chris was like, mm, get out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, all right, see you tomorrow, I guess. Well, just go, uh, go out to the driveway, then. Yeah, I'll go sleep in front of your house. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a rough time because it's like, Basically, my whole life fell apart at that point. I was like, I'll just stay in my car. <laughs> yeah, I was almost to that point. I was going to go live in my car and save money yeah. and, and fucking get rid of Sadie and shit. Yeah. That's kind of where I was. Because uh, I did. I had to get rid of my dog. I had to move out. I lost my job. I lost my girlfriend. All that shit at like the same fucking time. And I was like, well, at least I got sanitary pictures. And we did that for a while. And we made some stuff. Did y'all make anything before I showed up? Uh, we made one thing. I know where me and Aaron were playing cards. I don't remember what it was called. I think I remember this. I think it was supposed to be a teaser for another thing that was Therapy? in... Therapy? No, because that wasn't around yet. I think it was supposed to be a teaser for one of the things that was in the Straight Jacket Diaries. Which I don't remember most of those. Man, the projects that have died. Yeah. I mean, as far as that one goes, I'm just kind of annoyed because of the money that I put into it. But other than that, the two things that... Um, the two parts of that that I thought were actually really strong, I still have uh, access to if I want to do them. Let's talk about that straight jacket diary. What is the? Let's, let's go ahead and start. Let's talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. We're gonna talk about straight jacket diaries. Because before that, the, like the whole impetus of Glenn wanting to be a filmmaker all of a sudden was that he had a script about a loser in a mask, and it was an action film. And we were trying to get the prequel off the ground, go shoot at Lake Arcadia. Well, before we talk about all that, because that's kind of like the start of the downfall of everything. Straight jacket? Yeah. That was kind it of was the... our peak. It was, but that's what I mean. It was the peak, and that's the point where we... Because we did stuff building up to that, that yeah. I feel like we're at least worthy of talking about. We had that weird zombie thing that we did, which I feel like... Five minutes five, five minutes, that's the next one. 
That was that was good. And there was the Cheerio wrapped in a bat wing. Yeah, that joke's legendary. God, that's such a good joke. <laughs> that I think is probably my favorite thing that we made. That film sucks. It did, but the fact that we knew the the fact that looking at it from our perspective, we knew what it was supposed to be about, so we could tell. And I fucking loved it. And there were so many good moments in that. Not to mention how it was shot was really fucking cool. The, the image of the fucking bunny mask standing under the streetlight with the fucking umbrella and shit. Yeah, we did some edgelord shit. I don't think that was edgelord. I thought that was just fucking cool. That's cool. Is the like, clock thing some... going? Yeah. There, there was something that we did before you joined. That we started, at least. And that was bliss. Yes. That was yes. a big fucking thing. I still have scripts to that. Yeah, Aaron lives in a world where there's no other people but Persephone, which is something that he named. <laughs> well, there was there was reasons for it. He's in coma. Um, for the for the names. Um, well, the names were they meant certain things. Persephone's a god. She's a there was god of something of specific. Persephone sleep? is Hades. Squeeze. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze that Persephone. You're. <laughs> You're a writer. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, that was a big thing. We shot some cool stuff for that. There was some... Um, we just... It was really hard because obviously <laughs> filming in a world where there isn't supposed to be anybody. <laughs> in a world where there's people everywhere. You know. Dude, we gotta film it right now. Everyone's staying home. <laughs> That's true. It's the perfect time. <laughs> All we needed was a pandemic. But we got some, like, really cool images out of that, at the very least. Like, Becky um, took some cool pictures of that. Like, that fucking bridge over, what is that, 240 or whatever? Yeah. With the chain link and all that. There was some cool stuff there. You came on around that point, too, didn't you? You were there whenever we got um, harassed by that security guard, right? No. Okay. Well, that's fun. Um, we were out there looking at the bridge at night and talking about shooting and stuff. And then there was that security guard out there in front of Best Buy or whatever over on 240 that was just like <laughs> decided to uh, search us and all that shit, essentially, which, you know, not legal, but whatever. Yeah, he was just like bothering us. What are you guys doing out here? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, uh, we're talking about shooting a short film or whatever a web series out here blah 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 and uh he like made us turn out our pockets and all that it was dumb i'm surprised glenn put up with that he's so bad with law enforcement i feel like that's why he put up with it right because of bad experiences with people searching cars and being assholes fucking idiots stupid cops i mean you know we were a bunch of fucking hoodlums all dressed in black and shit and hanging out by a bridge who knows maybe we had drugs <laughs> I can see someone thinking y'all being assholes to cops with your smoking and dressing like punk rockers and shit I mean actually we were probably smoking at being that point too pithy to people just... I mean we weren't we were always very nice to <laughs> authority <laughs> yeah cause it's like we're not doing anything wrong why make it seem like we are <laughs> to be edgy to get them scared of you. Yeah, not in Oklahoma City. Maybe in Mustang? Sure. Mustang, Yukon area? Sure, you're not going to get shot for that. No, you get shot out here, boy. <laughs> in Oklahoma City? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, cops will shoot people here. Yeah. 
But that's what that's what I'm saying. You're not gonna do that Be shit nice. in Oklahoma City, especially Southside. They'll shoot you, and then they'll sue you for being an aggressor. Ah, you're bleeding all over the ground here. That's literally that's assault. Look <laughs> at all this blood. It's clearly assault. This dead body is kicking. <laughs> Fuck it. He's attacking me. Shoot again. Oh, but um, monsters. Yeah. So Bliss fell through because we just couldn't logically do it. No, we'd have to shoot him on a green screen. Still kind of a cool idea. It was one of those things that was a little too um, ambitious. Like it was ambitious, but at the same time, it was also one of those things that's like really film school, like trying to be smarter than it is (laughs) kind of situation. That's most films. Just by like how things were named and trying to make these certain things deep, but at the same time. As the main person writing it, I didn't know where it was fucking going. Yeah, nice. This is The Walking Dead, bro. It just goes until it doesn't anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know what the answer was to anything. Nobody did. <laughs> I thought he was in a coma. <laughs> that was a, a potential thing, but they didn't feel like, at the point, that's not, that's not deep enough. <laughs> no. It's not deep enough. That's not fucking twisty enough. So I probably would have went for something different, but but yeah. So that didn't really come through. Then there was another one. The first one that I think we had you on was the one Michael Malone or whatever was there. Your stepdaddy? No. Um, that one Glenn's friend, the black dude. Was whenever that the, the big ass camera that Glenn had at the time, whenever it fell down, <laughs> oh yeah, that what whole were, thing. What was what that? What were we shooting? Was that the fucking? It's not Death Toll. Twin thing. Death was toll? it? It might have been Death Toll. Yeah, because we started that. Yeah, we're having beers and steaks. Yeah, because you know, we cooked a bunch cooking, of steaks. Cooking out, just cooking Got steaks. up super early, went and bought donuts for everybody, did all the cool shit. I like to do. I guess that was death proof. Death proof? I'm oh, sorry. Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a death proof grip. <laughs> no, that was death toll. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And that was some fun. We had some good times out there writing that. Sitting around the fucking fire pit, everyone smoking cigarettes except you. <laughs> yeah. Just talking it all out. <laughs> the fatalitying that board <laughs> that was up against the garage. <laughs> I forgot about jump. that fatality. <laughs> I jump kicked the board and then looked at the camera and said fatality. <laughs> yeah, because we filmed all that shit. Man, I wish we could get some of this fucking footage back because there was a lot of cool shit. Yeah, I was at least cool dope to us. Fuck back then. <laughs> yeah, I really that was some good stuff. <laughs> There's so many. Every time I get on the camera for a brief second, I do something outrageously jackassish, <laughs> or kind of homoerotic, as it should be. Yeah, I'm super gay on the internet. I have to pee again. Uh, what do you want me to do? Fill time? Open your mouth. <laughs> oh shit, dude! Be careful. Uh, You're gonna die. I just like killed the router. I lost again. I know. Grand Fulion is a difficult fight. I don't have the range for this. Get good, bro. I do need to get good. Um, 
We also made the made the um, other stuff, bro. Like high school massacre. Yes, that was one of the next things. Which was, I think maybe even before death toll. Possibly. At least the The fatality thing may have even happened working on high school massacre stuff. Yeah, we never shot a day of high school massacre, but yeah. we did go to Dell City High School and get my old uh, film teacher's blessing. Yeah. Which was interesting. That's true. Yeah, Mr. Burkhardt doesn't work for Dell City anymore. So, lost huh. that. That's okay. He's a principal in another region. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? I still have that script. That was, a, that was kind of an interesting one because it was one that... I think the only person that didn't actually write on it was me. And Chris, but come on, Chris is barely there. Well, we all um, pitched. I was the only well. Well, we no, pitched. you wrote you wrote a version which I think oh, was the right. best version. Up. Yeah. Glenn wrote a version that had a couple of good parts in it, and yeah, then Aaron wrote together. the Don't intro. Forget. Aaron wrote a fucking intro that was like all riffing on Scooby Doo, that yeah. I really fucking loved. <laughs> I thought it was excellent. Yeah, we were gonna use that. Glenn changed that as well when he put it on his. It made it worse. Um, and then Aaron didn't want to do it anymore because it was, like, not his vision by the time there was a script going. And then also nobody wanted to do it because I didn't know it that kept we were... being a different fucking... We had disagreeing scripts. Yeah, and that was kind of one of the big points of... Like, that was kind of the point where I've gotten to where I'm just, like... I don't really like writing with other people. <laughs> That's kind of a, a big thing at this point, especially after, like, because early on when it was just me and Glenn, we did kind of, we talked about certain things, but it was really split, like, I wrote shit, and he wrote shit, and they were separate. Um, but then this thing was the big one, because, like, I think that your script was the best script. Always is. <laughs> I don't know about all that but but for sure like years I was laughing my ass off the thing with the hacky sack was fucking brilliant like your script was so good that was the one where I was like I want to shoot this one Glenn had differing opinions because he had worked on one as well but I thought that yours was the best one and I really liked Aaron's as well but the tone like his intro and stuff the tone was a little weird But, like, that's where it kind of got to a point where it's like, all right, this isn't really going to... Writing with other people is fucking hard. Yeah, especially... Because <laughs> nobody's getting what they want. Whenever you compromise, <laughs> nobody gets what they want. It's better now that we're older, but I still see it particularly... Like, we have to come together on group stuff sometimes still, and it'll be like, we all move past someone's idea, and, and then, like, eventually John will be like, well, I'm going to listen to me anyway. Yeah. And be, you know, and then we have to be like, quit being a fucking pussy, dude. <laughs> yeah. And it'll shape up if you call him a pussy. I guy. mean, it's just, it's difficult. It's a difficult thing. Because there has to be, there has to be a leader in those kind of situations. And like, it's hard to do that whenever, you know, everybody's a beta there. I was going to say, <laughs> we're all a bunch of alphas, but nah. I'm an we're alpha. all a bunch of I'm betas. 
Well, we're just a bunch of betas. We've kind of sorted it out because, like, uh, what we usually wind up doing at the end of these types of things now is that one person fucks off with the laptop, and then they're kind of responsible for what happens on the page. Yeah. And then once somebody has an argument about that, we're just like, well, you should have wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is a good way of going about it. But like I said in the last podcast, I'm not I'm not a fan of the whole 48-hour write and then film thing. Yeah, I like, like how if you... it's not an actual 48-hour film festival, like that's obviously a thing, but like I'm down for filming and editing in 48 to 72 hour period like that's that's all good but as far as writing goes like and coming up with a fucking good idea I'm just I'm sick of putting out shit that's like mm, I don't really care if my name's on it <laughs> you know yeah feeling like I should take my name off of something kept happening yeah and luckily we just deleted epilogue <laughs> that hey I still I still haven't edited I saw an edited version. Somebody of it. had a copy. Because I edited it. <laughs> and then I never got any. Like, I edited it. I feel like we showed it to everybody. And they were like. Yeah, let's break it down. <laughs> so, I have it. But, uh. Yeah. High School Massacre. That was a thing. Still have a good chunk of that. Yeah. Still not finished. To be clear to the audience, High School Massacre, the reason why we had a Scooby-Doo scene, uh, was going to be a murderer killing everybody in a high school after hours, but the film team, film a film crew is the only people there, I guess. Yeah, there was, it was like a film club or AV club situation. Yeah. Yeah. But we got other people involved. We had a cheerleader and a, and a jock and two potheads and... Oh yeah, we had like the stereotypical situation, and was like it was like a setup of most dead teenager movies back in the day. Yeah. Or like fucking Cabin in the Woods. It's that exact setup. Like you get those same exact stereotypes in there. Aaron's riff on Scooby Doo was a, a comedic take in which uh, the killer in the mask is actually a real person who really kills people and kills the whole mystery gang. Yep. And then we zoom out and. Our film crew is watching it. It's a film that they just made. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Well, that was cool. I feel like that was one of the more solid things that was written. Which, once again, it was your fucking thing. Like, I remember that being like, dude, this is so fucking good. We could go. We could go on it. We could do it. Like, this is so good. Like, I feel like... For that time period, man... That, that was legit. Like, I, I'd have to read it at this point to see if it's, like, <laughs> makes sense anymore. <laughs> not as much. I've gone through it. I've, I've, I've seen it not long ago. Yeah. There's some things that were some utter nonsense that were, like, they didn't they didn't make sense when I would when I would go back and read them. Like, that, uh, that half-their-house idea where there's a, a, a therapist that is finding mentally ill people who got off... Uh, who didn't go to jail or get executed because of the insanity plea, and he runs a reformation house, but he's secretly baiting crazy people to kill each other. Hmm. And I read that, and I'm like, this is a book. <laughs> and the <Yeah>. script sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about, um, what was that open register? 
Open register still exists. And that was a cool thing. A little but bit I, cringy. Yeah, well, I was just thinking of like uh, if High School Massacre has anything like Open Register did, where it's like, let's quote <laughs> Dark Knight <Yes>. Rises, <laughs> which now came out eight years ago. Yeah, I'd have to pick a new movie. <laughs> well, I thought we were gonna do just it. Just like fucking dated that thing. Yeah, I thought we were gonna do it three weeks later. So <laughs> yeah, it was gonna be great. And I thought that was a pretty excellent script as well. There were there was a couple things that could be cleaner, but I thought that one was really fucking like interesting. And I think that's because I I really like your writing in general. Like there's a certain like it's not natural at all, but it's very interesting. Well, you're cute too. It's like very <laughs> it's aggressive from like all points of view, but everybody is fucking witty. <laughs> yeah. Like it's interesting. There is like, quite a bit of me in there. That was the thing about her story that kind of bugged me because it's like your writing style is there but it just felt like um quip wise was very empty it didn't have much room for it yeah i mean that's that's what i'm saying about the 48 hour thing yeah because like you're there was like it's obvious that it was kind of rushed because like normally you'd come up with much more interesting examples of things i guess yeah. Um, I like the life alert joke a lot. <laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just one line, but yeah. Something crazy, white bitch taking me in the woods, gonna get go borrow my mom's life alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there is some stuff in there that, you know, um, could have worked really, really well in a, a tighter script, which would have just been just timing wise is the problem obviously yeah but, i do dark comedy and there's always some kind of deadpan humor element in it and like yeah i get what you're saying there's some moments that, that they feel offbeat because it's kind of the way that i would say shit to people and that's be and when i say shit to people sometimes people don't believe i'm really fucking talking because I'm, I'm just saying ridiculous things like it's normal yeah like my, my cadence is very particular sometimes and it, it's in the writing but it's not necessarily something someone's going to act out that way, but it's how you read it. Yeah. And I had some of those kinds of issues with uh, therapy whenever we did that one. The rapey. Yeah, the rapey. I was great in that film. You actually were. <laughs> I think the only person that, was, that I could say was bad was Chris. <laughs> um, but I think that's my fault for giving him like an actual emotional part. <laughs> I don't even know what the beef was with Chris, but at some point we were all just like sick of him not being able to do anything, but he was also still... Well, the issue was that he would complain a lot. He was a fucking complainer. And he, you know, from our perspective, because he, you know, actually had like a fucking full-time job and felt like that was more important, (laughs) he seemed like a person who was uh, like not trying, I guess, not putting their all into it. Yeah, but at the time, like, my job was <laughs> go to the casinos, <laughs> and I think Glenn, at that point, I guess he was at Dollar General. Probably, but he went straight like, from Dollar General sleep, to, so. to the casinos. Yeah, yeah. What were you doing at that time? Security. Security. 
Yeah. I had a brief stint at 7-Eleven just before I met y'all. That's where I had gotten fired from, and the rest of it was all security. Yeah. So other people had real jobs. Chris was just being a puss. Yeah. We were all in our early 20s. We could deal with that. <laughs> yeah, 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 we did. Oh, God. Well, I would, I would get off of work, come over Mondays to do the Sanitarium Pictures podcast, or... Which I still have a bunch of unedited ones. <laughs> Fantastic. On my computer that I only I'm like, want the Mark Williams episode. Well, I don't think we have that one. Fuck. <laughs> that one was released. Yeah. And it probably, yeah, because SoundCloud was fucking dumb and Anchor didn't exist. Thanks, Anchor. Wow. Hey. Even back then, it was so much more difficult to podcast. Yeah, that's. I mean, crazy. shit. Even with idea, it was hard enough to podcast because they didn't. RSS feeds and shit were dumb. Anchor's dope. Hell yeah, Anchor. Does it take care of the RSS stuff? Yeah, we have an RSS feed. We can send it to whoever the fuck we want. Oh, I might fucking like Anchor then. But it also just automatically like sends it to everyone. Like, it's all just on all those fucking different places. All the different platforms. Anyway, as soon as I get off work, I come to Sanitarium, and then we would work all night. Then I go home and sleep for two hours. Take my wife to work. And then sleep for two more hours and then go to work. Yeah. And then we were up the whole weekend making films in 48 hours. Yep. I was tired all the time. I got so fat. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> we just got fat in 20s. Over the last 10 years, man. Depressed, but we had good times like driving to fucking Kansas and shit. Sometimes that was fun. Yeah. I also want to mention, um, what was that other one? The fucking gun one. Oh, Movie Magic? Movie Magic. Yeah. That's that's, that's one that is still up. That I should go and rip off of, I think it's on Facebook, just so I can have it before Glenn decides he just doesn't want it up anymore, I guess. It might be gone, because Glenn made a sanitarium pictures update not long ago. Oh, hey, Castlevania. Let me just look at YouTube then real quick. What did my sister post on Facebook? Sanitarium pictures. You on YouTube? Yeah. I'm on Facebook. The intro from 2014. Oh, yeah, he did another music video for someone. Gaming here. Oh, greater than a zero, apparently. That's interesting. It was fun making this video. Check it out. Show some Mal 1, Malicious 1, some Mulo. Oh, they played Until Dawn, I guess. Black Ops 3, Rocket League. I guess I saw him post that he got broken on lenses for his Sony. Short films. Yep, there's Movie Magic from seven years ago. What is Mal 1? Is this a music video? Fight fire with fire. That's dumb. It's a shitty rap video. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, dude. Most of the shit on here is from years ago. So did he put our stuff back up? No, I mean, it's... Movie Magic is here, and uh, Fight Fire with Fire is here, which was dumb. Um, just kind of a visual effects 
bullshit. Yeah, that was one of the barbs that we kept hitting Glenn with for no good reason. Was anytime he would want to do something, it would just be like a video co-pilot type of thing, just an, an effects demo, which is fine. Yeah. Fine. See, I, I feel like there was that was the thing. Like he wanted to do, or he talked like he wanted to do more than what he actually did, I guess. Because my main thing was story, for the most part. His main thing was effects and editing. <laughs> yeah. But he wanted to be involved in the story as well, which, you know, is all good. But at the same time, is like, shit's getting fucked up. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know if there was a better way to handle it. I don't know if we could really compartmentalize or something like that. We couldn't no. even get Becky out of the writing room. Like, there's no way we'd get Glenn out. Now we have the rule that's been more seriously established, especially since I got PTSD from that 48-hour film uh, where Audrey and Katie were pitching a script. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're not going to be there to actually type out the script, you're not going to be a part of pitching. Uh, yep. You can't make problems and not be there to solve them. So. No one's girlfriend is coming into the writer's room. Yeah. You're aped. Get the fuck aped. You're gonna be a bitch and then be a bitch when we call you being a bitch for being a bitch. You need to stay the fuck out of the writer's room because it's, it's a hard fucking place to be. <laughs> it's a safe that place. Is. It's a safe place of insens insensitivity. Why are all of your silverwares rainbow colored? Because I wanted them to be. I was playing with your knife earlier. Yeah? Coughed on. I thought they looked super cool, so I was like, fuck yeah, I'm just going to get these. Why would I get boring-ass silverware? Silverware? Oh, I thought you just got a nice set that was like that. Not no, they had one, but I'm like, I don't need six of everything. So I bought them singles for like a dollar a piece. <laughs> nice. Yep. But yeah, alright. So from there, we decided to make an anthology film. Yes, one that y'all have been working on quite a bit. Yes. Two stories out of that, which I really loved, because I wrote them, um, and eventually want to do something with them. Um, paper. The other ones I liked a bit, but most of them had similar issues, in my opinion. What issues? The fact that they were all basically just revenge stories, one of which was very specifically like completely uninteresting to me and that was the one where the dude just the like preacher? no that one had kind of an interesting twist the actor we had fucking sucked um but the one where the fucking dude just beats up that guy with a fucking baseball bat I don't know something about a sister or something oh yeah the, the, the Mexican kid sure I don't know every single word that he said was her mono <laughs> yes, <laughs> that one. That's right. Yeah, there was. Uh, here, how, how about this for a start of a short film? Guy wakes up in bed, turns off alarm clock, gets dressed. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a lot of stuff in there, like just different stuff, different iterations of the same fucking thing, and not a lot of changes. And that was the point where I was like, kind of these four fucking stories aren't really. I guess there was the one that we shot pretty fully that was the one with cool. Kevin in it. The uh, 
child abuse one. No. That's not even the one I was thinking about. One with the kids outside? Yeah. Or the one that's a very kind of cliche fucking story, but like, I thought that was fun. I, I, I thought that was interesting, and I thought we actually did pretty well on it. Um, and everything went pretty well at that point. Yeah. It was just a really cliche story, and that's kind of the problem with most of those there. Because while Black Widow isn't like super fucking, um, isn't like the most original thing in the world, obviously, it still had kind of an interesting take on it, I guess. Um, separated from most of what was in the Straight Jacket Diaries. Yeah. That one and then the final one about the fucking dude with the, the, the insane fucking like balloon sword shit. And the that people filled with sand. Good. That shit I want to do eventually, but that's kind of one where it's like, we got to actually kind of get into some visual effects for this. Yeah. Because the, most of the other stories were just like, yeah, you're right, they're revenge stories. Good that we see somebody get fucked with, you know. Yeah. We had watched and someone get, they get the belt, and, yeah, and then they shoot the guy. Yeah. Which is all stuff we've seen before. Oh, I'm sorry, all they cut the black on the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All stuff we've seen before in better ways than we would have been able to do it. Yeah, especially since Glenn always wanted to cut the black. There was so much of that. And, and to this day, fading to black, I did fucking hate it. <laughs> so much. Fade to black. It, ah, good drama, I guess, but fuck. <laughs> hate it when people do that shit. Yeah. Rather see it. I don't like fades <laughs> anywhere except for like... I don't even want to say the end of a fucking movie. No fades. <laughs> yeah, it feels like if you're doing a crossfade, you probably didn't have a transition in mind. The only time that they need to do a fade is when they're going from a dark scene to a bright scene. Fade that shit in, because it's super annoying when you're in a movie theater and it's all dark and shit, and then it's like... <laughs> My eyes! They can fade that shit in, but that's it. You're supposed to use fades to show a passage of time or location. Sure. Yep. I agree. Which means that there's continuity in it. You don't cut to the B-plot. Yeah. I'm sorry, you don't fade to the B-plot. You cut to it. Agreed. Yes, sir. But, uh... But, yeah. So we, you know, would go out to Wichita to film. That was a thing that we did. Yes. Saved up money. Put it in a bank account. Y'all put it in. Hopped in fucking Becky's <laughs> dumbass little car. <laughs> Chevy Cavalier. Chevy Cavalier. Where everybody is too fucking tall except for Becky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit. Six foot fucking four. <laughs> in the backseat of a Cavalier. Yeah. So I often had to be in the backseat of the Cavalier because I was shorter than all you people, we but still too tall. CDs. Glenn sat up front. That's true. We did do half. But Glenn was the tallest. Glenn was not the tallest. I'm taller than Glenn. Cool. Y'all can fight. I'm taller than Glenn. Tall people fight. <laughs> I would kill Glenn in a fight. Alright. We've talked mm-hmm. about this. I popped that arm right out of his socket and just fucking beat his little scarecrow ass. But yeah. So we would get up hella early, get in a car... With all the props and shit, 
and cameras, and then drive, what, three hours to Wichita? Yeah. We'd leave at, like, fuck nothing in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Eat breakfast, check into the Quality Inn. <laughs> Where we shot a film. Or was it, or was it, no, it was the La Quinta Inn, wasn't That might it? be our best film. The one we shot at the hotel. It was our best location. <laughs> I don't think it was the best film. We just started shooting the film. <laughs> but it was fun. It was. It was that great. was cool shooting Good in the hotel. And we would play Scrody. Yeah, played the fuck out of Scrody. Yeah, took a piece of your arm. With yeah, me. you took a piece of my arm. My when my tattoos were new, my stars. Yeah, that was pretty gross. <laughs> Starlight Drive-In. Yep, went and saw Kick-Ass Two there. Yeah, as well as the uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont nope. High, American Graffiti, and American Graffiti uh, Breakfast Club. ET. I did not go to see ET. All those things. No. Doing saw a bunch of shit, bro. Oh. Jaws. Did see Jaws. I did not go see Jaws. <laughs> Were you not? What are you talking about? We fucking did. We straight no. up did. We saw 100%. American Graffiti. I think we did see Fast Time there. American Graffiti, Fast Time, Breakfast Club, and Kick Ass Two. I think there was. There must have been a weekend that you didn't. That you weren't there. There definitely was. So I know we saw Jaws there for when sure. y'all went and did the murder scenes in the woods with the stabbings of the sticks. I was not there. I remember okay. watching that footage. So that might have been because I know we saw Jaws there for sure. Because Glenn didn't know where the uh, aperture was on the camera, so he jacked up the shutter speed. You know, had that crazy choppy looking footage. Huh? Yeah. I don't recall. I recall. <laughs> Glenn used to always try to blame a camera problem on me anytime he fucking could. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really fuck with that stuff too much. Me and Glenn were both trying to get better at cinematography. Yep, there's that. Yeah. We can point a camera. But we went and we got shirts made for this shit. Which Boy, I still have one. Shirts made. Yeah, <laughs> not the best shirts. shirts. <laughs> Very hard to tell what the deal is with them. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And it was the fucking gross color. Trying to make them look like straight jackets. Not great. Um, and then posters as well, which I have one. Which is a stolen image. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guarantee. Clint just downloaded a JPEG of a straight jacket. And then, like, instead of the gray background that was on it, put black behind it. Yeah. yeah. He sure said you know. can steal images if you make tweaks to them and it's legal. They can't come after you. I mean, kind of. That's partially true. Yeah. Not the way he did it. That was illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. That was for straight jacket. That was all for straight jacket. Yeah. The straight jacket was going pretty good. It sure was. Um, we did have to deal with some storm shit <laughs> washing away our original <laughs> location. <laughs> I think that's why we stopped shooting it was we were going to wait for the spring or the summer. We had a good reason to wait a season. Yeah, we were waiting for spring to be over. We were waiting for fall. Oh, right. Because it was storms every fucking weekend, essentially, for most of that time. And then we were trying to save up more money. And there was a couple of those that we wanted to shoot in fall. And we did the, the Indiegogo failed. 
Yeah, which, you know, looking back at it, no shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible campaign. We had fucking nothing. There yeah. was literally nothing worth anything on that. Like, I wouldn't fucking throw in for that. Didn't Sammy send money? Uh, we got 80. Yeah, got somebody did. My mom, my mom says, Mike, he threw down some money for it. Um, and so did, I think it was Sammy. Might have been Tiffany. I don't know. Another person I know. I don't remember. There we go. But that was just... Yeah, everything kind of just fell through in that point. Oh yeah, we kept losing actors because it was taking too long. Yeah. Theater season was coming back in and they were all booking up gigs. We couldn't get anybody. Yep. And And that's when we started to do Crash. Yep, Crash. Where we each wrote an episode of a four episode series and filmed part of the second one yeah and that's all yeah that that was start that was kind of like the peak of us fighting all the time (laughs) yeah well there was a bunch of fucking horseshit with all that because you know just like in the past, where I was, like, you know, getting up early, getting fucking donuts and stuff for people, getting ready. You were coming over before work and or after work with no fucking sleep, just ready to go. And uh, we were trying to film Crash at that point. And then Glenn and Aaron would need Glenn showers and, Aaron and then go wouldn't to the gas fucking station. wake up. Yeah. And then we were always late. We were always starting really late. At that point, was just like fucked. Which I get it. Glenn was doing all the editing at that point because like I I didn't know how at the time. I didn't know how until after Sanitarium Pictures. Really, I did a little bit here and there of just fucking with stuff. Yeah, he was upset that you weren't learning to edit and then. Edit. Well, yeah, but the issue was that he wouldn't say it to me. <laughs> yeah, he kept saying it to me. And it's like, if you have a problem, fucking tell the person (laughs) who you have the problem with. No, he wanted to have drama instead. So I went and learned to use Premiere, because before I'd only use iMovie. Yeah. Uh, And I cut the superhero film, one of our 48-hour practices. Yeah, that was shit. It was shit. There's also a couple other little things in there. Um... Five Minutes Late was in there. I did two. I had two scripts that we did in the weekend. Drama. The drama was another 48-hour picture. What was drama? Uh, Glenn kills himself in the bathtub. You and Becky are a couple. Right. Has to, like... I have pictures of that. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, no. Me and Becky were the couple. You were the coroner. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember it was so dumb because we, like... We're like, okay, bye, and just leave you guys to clean it up. <laughs> Which is true. That's how that really works. People don't think about that. Uh, yeah, but there was a line talking about it specifically. Like, yeah, I'm not a janitor. Stopped you. You're like, you're not gonna pick it up. So get up, I'm fucking janitor. <laughs> pick it up. And that's whenever we got like super into Breaking Bad, and we were doing all those fucking shots. Which that shit was that dope. Was so good. That was so cool. Put Fuck the fucking glass, glass part over it. Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> We did so much of that. Shooting the the phone shot was my favorite. We did the blood stuff, and that was cool. But 
just the phone going off and it's faced out on the glass table. Yeah. And see Becky pick it up. It was really yeah. That's where we started really fucking with that stuff. Superhero sucked. <laughs> Superhero was so Superhero bad. was trash because the story was trash because I think we wrote it over the phone. Yeah, it was you and I over the fucking phone wrote yeah. this thing. And, and we were like, what's a cool power? He rewinds time, I guess. Because that's a thing that we can do without too much visual effects. We'll just yeah. reverse the footage. <laughs> Aaron was a superhero. Yeah. Becky was the villain. We had a huge... and, and Ricky was her henchman. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. There was a huge fight. Because like, it was in the script that we put a tampon in the bullet wound. And then it came down to it. And they were just like, it's gross. And it's tacky. <laughs> yeah. And then, and me and Aaron, because I was directing that one, and Aaron just wouldn't fucking yeah. play ball. We, everybody had a fight that day. Yeah, and I was just like, dude, fuck this. <laughs> like, I, I hit my peak, and I was just like, no. Yeah, you, locked your, you went to the this. liquor store and then locked yourself in your room. Yeah, I fucking left. I was just done. Which, you know, I regret, but at the same time, it's like, that was just such a shit show at that point. We all did shit I was, show. I was, about to, I, was, I was so close to just fucking hitting him. <laughs> I came pretty close to hitting him to the point of threatening him. Yeah. So it was just like, well, what you guys do? <laughs> that was the last day, though. That was like when he sent the whole, I, well, first we thought that he fired you, and then and then we found out that he quit, and I was like, really? Oh, yeah, At that point, we had blind. done enough sideways bullshit. It would like be well, yeah, him. because he tried to fucking fire you at a point, and I'm like. He did like, fire me. Yeah, but I made sure that he, he fucking brought you back. Because I was just like, are you fucking, like, <laughs> Jeff is fucking doing shit, man. You were building stuff, you were writing stuff, you are a fucking very valuable team member, and Glenn was just being fucking dumb and petty. And I was just like, no fucking way, dude. If you, then I'm gonna fucking quit. Like, are you kidding me? And so then he brought you back, and then later on. Um, that was the start of our democracy experiment. Yeah. <laughs> didn't fucking work democracy didn't save anything just made people pissed well that's the problem I got a bunch of fucking children yeah bunch of egotistic children that think they all know what the fucking right thing to do is and nobody wants to compromise it's fucking hard to compromise when you're trying to make art we were running a good operation at the time we would meet every week anybody who was late had to pay five bucks we always had a homework every week to do yep. you didn't do your homework you had to pay five bucks uh, and that was supposed to go into a pot. <clears throat> and then yep. us fucking up would fund a film <laughs> or buy donuts. Yeah, pretty much. But we had to stop because we couldn't enforce it. Because, you know, Aaron was supposed to be part of those meetings, but they were on Fridays and he was out smoking weed and doing hood rat shit. Uh, well, there was also just issues where people had to work. And it was yeah. like, well, we can't hold that against them. You no, know? if you got to go to work, you got to go to work. Yeah, it was just. And at the time, Aaron wasn't really doing anything except acting, so it wasn't like a thing where... He was talent coordinator. Yeah, but at the meetings and stuff, it wasn't like, what are we going to have him do? We're in between projects here. Well, he wanted to pitch. He wanted to step up. Yeah. We were giving him that chance, but he also wasn't stepping up. And it would have been easier to just tell him, hey, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Stay in your lane. Some people aren't good at, at, like, making moves. They're good at doing stuff, but they're not good at making stuff happen. 
Yeah. Which is what uh, which is what we've been doing since Sanitarium Pictures died. We're not really doing the operation side of things. Well, there's a lot to that story, which I figured we'd get to in the next podcast. But um, but as for the actual crumbling of Sanitarium Pictures and how that all went down, there was there was a lot of times where we would have like tryouts, auditions, things like that. That shit would get shut down, and it just kept feeling really bad on us. Essentially, like, um, what's her fucking name? Victoria? Is that right? The girl who played Casey. I don't know who's Casey. Casey Crash. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. I don't remember who she was fucking playing. I just remember we had that whole fiasco with the green screen car thing. Yeah, it didn't turn out good. Uh, that day was embarrassing because she was she's a really talented person, and yeah, I think she's she's actually done doing some stuff. Shit. Yeah. yeah, we had someone in our in our hand for a moment that was super dope, and she shows up, and people are asleep on the couch and shit. Uh, yeah, sets set is someone's house and it's a wreck, and they want to they need props, so they send me out to Dollar Tree to go buy bullshit, and they decide they're gonna eat. I think so I was they, with you go to CC's Pizza for fucking three and a half hours. Yeah, it was just, it was a real shit show. And there was multiple times that we would cast people and then shit would get fucked up, which, you know, it's a thing that happens in the film industry, but at the same time, like, whenever we have literally nothing to show for it, like, it just felt awful. And that was one of the big points where it was just, like, everything got really on edge at that point because it was, like, how are you fucking people not understanding that you're making us all look bad by not being up, not being ready, not having shit, not knowing how we're going to be doing shit? Yeah, having to tell people that this is a job was upsetting. I thought I was going to take a shot. I don't know if I am. Well, now that I've mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, that, that became the real fucking clincher of the thing. And then whenever Glenn tried to pull this bullshit there, where he just did this fucking pity party where he's like, Essentially manipulating the situation. Like, fine, then I'll just quit. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, fine, you know what? Fucking quit. He was trying to gaslight. He was trying to make everyone feel bad for the fact that he was feeling bad and being an egotistical shithead. And I think he planned that that fight was going to lead to one of those couple fights where people make up. And then I was like, if you quit, there's no fucking sanitarium pictures. It's your bag now. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a... That night fucking sucked but at the same time it did feel like it just picked up a huge fucking weight off my shoulders yeah ripping that bandaid off was interesting because it did feel like we were all of a sudden just like free but also just kind of dangling (laughs) yeah because we did actually build something people were starting to recognize us we were making friends with BZ people knew that we were doing auditions yeah people would come and like uh we were starting a newsletter. We we had stuff That's going true. on. We were a company company for a little bit. And and then just like we had that fight with Glenn. Glenn fucking, I was like, you know what? You quit then. And it's done. It's over. <laughs> but it really was like a thing that built up over time. Because yeah. he he felt like he was losing control of the thing that he started. I had been fired time. twice. And I, heard that, I thought that he fired you. And I was super pissed. Yeah. There was just, there was so much there. And it was just so much like... This fucking sucks because of all the people that we're letting down who actually did, like, the couple people that actually threw money into the Stray Jacket Diaries, all the fucking actors and stuff that we found, 
fucking Kevin who found all those actors. Yeah, Kevin was great. You know, all that stuff, all the time and effort that we put into it, and it just all like fell apart. I'd still do a favor for Kevin if he needed it, but yeah, yeah. Kevin Sowers, dope dude. And so that ended like right there, but then like, you know, a week later, <laughs> a week or two later, I fucking called you and was like, this thing. I want to do this thing. <laughs> Start a YouTube channel. We just do YouTube shit. Let's do YouTube shit. And that thing was called Idea. And we will talk about that next week. It was kind of... We should have stayed... We kind of tried to stay friends with Glenn. When Becky was chasing us out on the street while I was packing my shit. And he was like... And, and begging us to fucking yeah, not... Y'all gonna be friends after? And I was like, well, we're work friends. <laughs> we're not working yeah. together. I mean, I'm still... I'm still trying to be friends with him, but... We've just... Last yeah. time I talked to him, he said he feels so fucking, like, um, guilty about the whole thing because he does just blame himself for it, which, you know, in a way, he should blame himself because I feel like that is a, a big step forward um, from where we left it. I'd work with him, But man. at the same time, it wasn't just him. No, we, all, we were all It was all shit. of us. We all had egos. Like I said, we're a bunch of betas. We're trying to... Every one of us is a beta. Uh, I'm an alpha. <laughs> well, then why are you dealing with us betas down here? We all have... We're all... Fine. We're a bunch of fucking alphas I trying to do shit. I solo a lot of shit. Like, that, that's the problem. <laughs> I solo so much shit. I just feel dumb saying we're a bunch of alphas. But we're all on the same fucking playing field. We all have our own ideas. We all have our own... How we feel like shit needs to be done. And we're all trying to make the best fucking thing that we can... But everyone else is fighting because they all think it needs to be done a different way. Yeah, I still get, I still feel that sometimes. Even like I'm not even on a project, but I hear about someone talking about just going to go write a thing. I'm just like, you're a fucking idiot. You can't write. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there's no reason for me to behave that way. The problem was all of us. Yeah, except for me. No, it was everybody. Except for being bombastic and confrontational, I didn't really do anything. <laughs> Whatever. What am I supposed that's, to say? That's why I'm like, I did nothing but help, and then I'm really sure. es- escalate confrontations. <laughs> I really right. escalated some confrontations. I poked the bear. I times. mean, that was probably the issue because, like, while I was trying to stay, you know, like I said, dislike confrontation. I was trying to stay um, on everybody's side, essentially. But Glenn constantly was. He tried to fire you, or he did fire you a couple times, whatever. And I was just like, fuck no. <laughs> and that was kind of a situation, and I tried to compromise with a lot of those situations, unless it was something I was writing, of course. Because then I was like, mm, no. <laughs> it was a bad year, dude. Fuck it. I kept getting fired from sanitarium pictures. Projects kept falling through. We were looking like shitty filmmakers. My parents were laughing at me. My family was laughing at me. I got divorced that year. Yeah, it was fucking... Yeah. Terrible. It was the thing that I put all my fucking eggs into because, like I said, 2012 was a fucking bad year for me. <laughs> it was the year that all my shit fell apart. I was in a nice little comfy area, fucking working at Walmart, had my own apartment, dog, girlfriend, thought everything was going well, and then everything just fucking fell apart. Like, and so I was like, all right, well, I have this one thing that I do that will keep my mind off of all the bullshit and I'm gonna make videos with Glenn and it's gonna be super cool 
and you know, whenever all that fell apart in 2014, <laughs> it was just like, yeah. Was that five whole years ago? You know, all that, you know, whenever that fell apart, it was like, I was so just out in the middle of nowhere, but at the same time, just like, well, I know I like making videos, and the best way to go forward with this is through YouTube, essentially, and I know that I want to work with Jeff, because you had your, you, you were fucking doing stuff, you were doing a lot that I was interested in. And doing a lot of shit that was helpful and writing stuff that I thought was really cool and building stuff and doing all the electronic stuff and knowing how to set up lights and shit in like a good way. Like that was the big thing that I was just like, he fucking knows what he's doing and it would be dumb. It would be so fucking dumb to go back to this thing the way that it looks in like the fucking first thing that he did that he showed me. He's real proud of what himself. lies within or whatever. Yeah, a mirror trick. Yeah, which was cool, but at the same time, it's just like a visual effects thing. Yeah, with no lighting. Like, no and it could have looked better, and and I feel like our stuff did. Like with fucking, like I said, five minutes late. I fucking loved. Thought that was great. We had really interesting shots. It looked pretty good, except when we were outside. <laughs> I did. A, I was a terrible zombie. Well, yeah, and I did the fucking audio for that, and it was trash. No, y'all's uh, sex scene was really good. I don't remember that. You and uh, you did all the sex noise. So, like, Glenn and Becky are on the couch, and then it's like somehow Glenn has leverage. I get to pick what we watch on TV, and he picked porn. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was on the couch. I was oh, it was yeah. me and Becky. Right, and then y'all did sex noises for the audio for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, I wish I could fucking see that still. <laughs> that was fun. There, there was just so... There was, like, literally no fucking reason. I wonder if Internet Archive has any of uh, the old sanitarium. That would be cool. But, yeah, there was just literally no reason to... Uh, get rid of you like you weren't doing anything wrong like there was that whole thing where you made something like an image of some kind on facebook talking about sanitarium pictures and i don't remember yeah, there's anime titties or something or south park y'all told me to make memes for the fucking facebook page so we get traction and yeah I pulled up a pinup girl and glenn had a problem becky had a problem okay and glenn was and then there was some south park attending. stuff as well I didn't do anything that was inappropriate. Yeah. And they had a problem with it. And I'm like, what the fuck? What kind Becky of audience are you reaching? <laughs> Becky had Well, I only heard it from Glenn. So. Well, he was taking her side because he's a beta. And that's what I told him. And that's why they got fired. <laughs> yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, you fired me, telling me to make memes and then firing me for making memes. Yeah. Like, that I had nothing wrong with that. <laughs> It was just a stupid situation of what audience are you trying to reach here? We're not well, sitting here going for fucking old people and children. <laughs> like, I got fired because uh, 
He was doing that, and I was like, I know you don't have a problem with this, and just tell Becky that it's not killing anybody. And then he was like, I don't want to have to fire you. And I, was, and I was like, well, I'm not quitting, so if I'm getting out, then fire me. And then he fired me. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. I was like, I support this thing 100%. I'll stop making memes. I'm not leaving Sanitarium for any reason. If you, I'm getting out, you're going to have to fire me. He fired me. Yeah, that's fucked. I don't know how to use the Wayback Machine either. This thing just feels like it used to be fucking easy. I don't know what's Right, going it feels on. like it should just fucking make sense. What's the name of something? Five minutes late. Let's just... Well, if I put in five minutes late into a search engine, we're not going to get shit. Yeah, we're not going to get nothing. No. Alright. So, let's... Was this about our film journey, or was this just like talking about sanitarium in a way we haven't in a long time? Well, we're only halfway there, bro. Okay. Whoa. And I next week, I still like I'd still work with Glenn, right? I don't know. I still like him as a guy. I don't know. At this point, it's been really because I've tried to get a hold of him so many times um, recently, and he just won't fucking respond at all. Um, I had to trick him into talking to me at one point because <laughs> I was just like... Did you pretend to be a hot girl? Well, no, because he has my number. I was just like, hey, uh, don't forget mustard for the hot dogs. And just sent that and waited. And then I'm like, actually get honey mustard. I wonder what that would be like on hot dogs. And then waited. And I'm like, yeah, definitely honey mustard. It's <laughs> like, I think you're talking to the wrong person. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? And he's just like, what's like, what's with the hot dog thing or whatever? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then he just stopped responding. <laughs> well, damn. Yeah. And that's how that goes. All right. Next stop, idea. Let's end this one. Doop 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 doop